Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. It's been a long week. Oh, forgive me, gentlemen. I, I didn't mean to keep you waiting. We'd like to get started. Wait, I'm not ready. Live a little. It's the weekend. You're funny. You're funny, too. I love your show. I must tell you, your show is a big, big hit. That's good stuff. What else you got? <laughs> very funny. That's very funny. I get it. It's very funny. I was not ready for that. Let the show begin. Yes. Happy motherfucking Step 3 Friday. You smell it? You smell it? That is the smell of freedom, everybody. You march your ass into a restaurant and sit down in a seat and don't worry about getting arrested because common sense has finally prevailed in the province of Ontario. I'm going to order an app for us to share. Yeah. What? (laughs) We're going to double dip, too, because we're we're, we're double vaxxed. That's right. Fuck everybody. I'm going to lick your fucking fork. That's what I'm going to do. Can I get the double vax, double dip, spindo dip? Thank you very much. <laughs> Don't give me utensils. I'll use my hands. Yeah, yeah. We're just going to stick our hands in there. We're going to double dip. We're going to feed each other with interlocked arms less than six feet away and just give a great big fuck you, Doug. <laughs> I'm going I'm to use my COVID free tongue to clean this bowl. <laughs> you know what a double vax Scott is? It's a safe Scott. Now I'm going to do all that reckless shit that they've been saying don't do. I'm, I'm throwing out it. all the condoms. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Doug! <laughs> Welcome to step three in Ontario. If you're not in Ontario, you are further ahead than we are. Today, uh, indoor dining finally resumes for the first time in like 250 days. Indoor dining returns to Ontario today. The gyms are reopening. They've been closed more than they've been open. Uh, what was it? 300 and something days gyms have been closed. Well, this is frustrating because now i got to find a new excuse not to go to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> Start working on yeah, that excuse. Exactly. For 300 days, it was, oh, the gyms are closed. How am I supposed can't, to go? Can't do it. <laughs> Uh, I have a couple of things to play for you guys. First off, before we uh, get to the Prime Minister of Australia, and that's a great story, I want to play a little bit of Bob the Builder from you or for you from yesterday. This is Doug Ford doing a big announcement about another long-term care residence, and they put him in like the smallest vest they could find. <laughs> Bob the Builder, by the way, I love that. I love everything about that reference. Doug the he, Builder. He does. He looks like Bob the fucking Builder. I don't know why they keep saying it's not a photo op. When you stick him in a hard hat and a vest, but he's not doing any actual construction, that's a photo op, assholes. So here's Doug yesterday answering a question that you two have been wondering for a while. Where the fuck is Arthur? What's going on with little Arthur? He talked about it yesterday. Back in April, on the, on the worldwide third wave, we were seeing cases of 4,000. I just wasn't prepared to... <laughs> To put the kids, two million kids, back in, back in uh, the classroom. I know how hard it was. I, I talked to hundreds of kids, hundreds of parents, and I know it was difficult. But again, the proof's in the pudding. Uh, with the advice of the chief medical officer back then, uh, in the health table, we decided to have kids uh, not go back to school, and it ended up being the right decision. But I know it was difficult. Believe me, I was getting the calls and uh, talking to kids, and it was. Uh, remember Arthur? Arthur's going to come and visit me in, in Queen's Park. So finally, yes, I know you guys are all hunting for Arthur. He called the other day. His mom and said he, he, he's going to come by. So I'll make sure he says hello. But, man, he was lobbying me hard to keep the schools open. But uh, I think Arthur made it to camp. And, 
And then they, I'm, I'm going to divert for a second about the camps. Uh, my my niece uh, went to uh, oh, Muskoka Woods camp. And, <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, it's more off script, Doug, right? Dude, dude. When he goes off, it's you're, it's a whirlwind because you don't know what you you don't twist and turns like Leviathan at Wonderland. Like you're like, what are we? Where are we going with this? His team is searching for a kid named Arthur so fucking oh, yeah. hard right oh, yeah. now. It's insane. With stage three, we're allowed to do casting calls again, so that's how we're gonna get <laughs> His Arthur. Name is Arthur. We'll even take a middle name. Don't give a oh. shit. Well, if you're a kid named Arthur, please step forward. Oh. I, yeah. I Fuck you, Doug. <laughs> and I love how he brought it up. Yeah. Uh, you remember guys, Arthur? Uh, you guys yeah, remember, remember Arthur? Arthur? Arthur. Like, oh. You can hear him smiling when he says it, too. <laughs> hey, uh, you guys remember Arthur? <laughs> yes, we remember Arthur. The you, one, guys, yeah. you guys have been hunting for Arthur. Let me tell you right now. The people who, uh, who are hunting for Arthur, they did their job and didn't find him. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. So now we've got this Arthur's going to appear out of thin air. Yeah, there was never an Arthur to find. (laughs) I don't believe there's an Arthur. No, not at all. Not one bit. Like you said, Dave, when it first happened, when Doug told the story about little Arthur and how he just showed up at his house and and Arthur was apparently in the house alone while the family ate out in the backyard and all that shit, the only part of that story that was believable is that Doug got in his truck and drove two blocks. (laughs) He didn't even walk around the corner. (laughs) That was the best part. Just randomly knocked on the door, but everyone's in the backyard. Riddle me this. Except... Except it was like, was it Arthur or was it the well, brother? I think it was a brother or a sister. The was brother it? was like a butler. It was yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> I'll lead, let me lead you to the party, <laughs> please. Right, right this way, yeah. sir. <laughs> okay. Arthur sitting up back yeah. holding court Listen. like he's in the mob. Douglas, no one fucking <laughs> believes you, man. No one believes you. <laughs> bring me a phone. You bring to me a problem, and I bring to you a solution. <laughs> sit down and have some pie. Why are you eating pie? Just sit down and have some pie. Yeah, do we remember if it was if it was weather, if the weather was good enough to sit outside and eat dinner? Like, there's a lot of questions I still have that were never yeah. answered. I mean, the whole thing is just covered in shit. It's such BS. All of it. <laughs> Guaranteed, somewhere in L.A., there's a casting call out for a cute kid that they could possibly rename Arthur that they can bring to Toronto to stand beside. Doug, do you trust them to cast the right person? Like no. they would screw it up and like. I have it in my mind, man. Doesn't everyone have an Arthur? You have an, you picture Arthur in your mind right now, don't you? I, I do, and you know what? It's sad, and this is what I think that they would do. They would end up casting somebody like Jonathan Taylor Thomas, thinking he's still a kid. You know, like <laughs> Doug's like, why don't you get the kid from he's Home Improvement? Forty-two. He's fucking forty-two years. Hey, how's old. it going? I'm Arthur. <laughs> like, no, you're not. Definitely not. Exactly. He tries to cast the kid, because this is who I picture, is the kid from Jerry Maguire. That, to me, is Arthur. I picture, if Arthur doesn't have glasses, I'm fucking horrified. I'm horrified. He's got to look like the kid from Jerry Maguire, but you're right. His team would screw that up and hire that kid who's like 40 years old. Hey, I'm Arthur. Remember the the kid from Terminator 2? Why don't you get him? Like, shows up, Edward Furlong shows up. Like, (laughs) what on earth happened to this kid? This is what happens when they don't go back to school. They age decades. And it could I, I, very well fucking be Arthur, though. I still think my original story was correct. He fell asleep on the couch. He probably did some shrooms or something like that. <laughs> and he dreamt that he spoke to a giant fucking rodent. That sounds like a trip. That does sound like something that could be a trip. Yeah. I went he over to this there. big fucking rat and he said to keep the schools open. I yeah. went over there. There was a giant pie. <laughs> a butler answered the door. Yeah. <laughs> 
Seriously. Like, what? The whole thing is like a fantasy land. It's nuts. And didn't he throw in something weird like the kid wrote the letter in French or something like that? Yeah. He had to get it translated? Imagine, yes. Imagine he said that because he thought nobody could read French and he was just like, oh, he wrote it in French. I mean, I'm not going to bother bringing it out for you because you can't read it. Bunch of fucking gobbledygook right here. I don't even understand what this means. What planet does this come from? What the hell's an E. coli? <laughs> I don't even think the Eccles are closed. No. What's he talking about? What's a poo pee tree? <laughs> <laughs> I, I would love to see where this goes. I, I really, and if there is an Arthur, and I'm not saying that there isn't one. It's just the way this story was laid out. It's very, very hard to believe that there was an Arthur of any kind. Uh, <laughs> remember, remember the binders at like one of Trump's first press conferences that Kaylee McEnany was like, all of the answers to all of the problems are in these binders and they turned out to be empty. Yes. <laughs> I have I have a feeling that this is what this is like. They're going to parade out some kid and they'll be like, oh, that's Arthur. Let's ask him some questions. He's like, you cannot ask Arthur any questions. <laughs> Do not talk to Arthur. <laughs> Arthur only talks to me. That's, that's it. Yeah. Direct line to the premier and that's all. That's it. No, I'm no also the only person who can see Arthur. So there you go. Fuckers. <laughs> Could you imagine that? <laughs> Arthur's been here the whole time. You just can't Patton see him. Patton's invisible head. Like, this is Arthur. Good boy, Arthur. <laughs> then you've got Doug's family and, and everyone in the background being like, oh, what the hell is happening right now? <laughs> Let me have a slice of pie. He's holding nothing now yeah. <laughs> with an invisible fork. Well, Arthur, yes, I would like some pie. Like, what? There's no pie. Stop Dad. it. Dad, did you adopt an imaginary child? What is going on? You're doing it, Peter. You're doing it. You're seeing Arthur. Uh, what do you mean you can't see Arthur? I see Arthur. He's right there. You mean you don't you don't see his his red shirt and his blue pants? He's right there. You stupid idiots. Fuck the people in this province are stupid. And I love that this is a side note, but in that press conference, he was like one sentence away from saying. And you noticed that there were no COVID cases in the classroom since we closed the schools. <laughs> I was waiting for that line. Told you. We turned out to be right. Uh. Well, <laughs> yes, I guess. <laughs> you know, I mean, Quebec closed schools for two weeks and then put them back in. They just wanted to give the cases a chance to die down a little bit, break the chain of infection. Ontario closed them in April and they're staying closed till September. It's actually remarkable. He's taking a victory lap on that. Well, see, that turned out to be the right decision. <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> you know, technically, you could have just physically locked people in jail cells across the province and there wouldn't be any more COVID because nobody could see each other. See? But that doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. Turned out to be the right move. See? Aren't you happy? <laughs> Fucking told you so. Minister of Good Ideas Arthur told me to lock down the schools. <laughs> Arthur, get in the truck and let's go get a sub. <laughs> yes. It's, it's definitely a sub kind of day Fuck. with Arthur. <laughs> One more thing I want to play from Douglas. And this is a subject that, I mean... People are fighting about it, and I don't think people understand what we're fighting about. This is part of the problem is those two words that I'm going to guess about 20% of the population don't want to hear. Vaccine passports. Hi, Premier. It's Hi. Richard with yeah, 680. Richard. Good to see you again. Good to be here in person with yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. A growing number of businesses and schools are requiring proof of vaccination. I know you're, the government is not requiring anyone yeah. to get the shot, but businesses are requiring proof. And what you get when you get the shot, what you and I have got, yeah. is just a piece of paper that really anyone can fake if they, if sure. they wanted to. Will your government 
provide an actual card or proof of vaccination? And if not, why not? Well, I, I've never believed in, in proof. Everyone gets their, their proof when they get the vaccination. You're right. Anything can be fraudulent right down from money to uh, certifications. I, I just no, we aren't doing it. Sim simple as that. Uh, and uh, we're, we're just going to move forward now. If it's federal uh, getting across the border, that's up to the federal government. Um, we'll, we'll see what they decide to do. I'll be talking to the Prime Minister tonight, but uh, the answer is no. We aren't going to do it. We aren't going to have a split society. We already have a split society. What is he talking about? He doesn't want vaccine passports because here's the problem, guys. They're using the wrong term. I agree. We don't need a vaccine passport to be able to get into goddamn Walmart. We shouldn't need that. But having a receipt to prove that you're vaccinated and a receipt that is secure, that not anybody with fucking paint on their computer can duplicate a receipt just in case you go to a gym that says you've got to prove you're vaccinated. If it was secure, then all the rest of us can have peace of mind that if we're vaccinated, we are surrounded by fellow people who aren't vaccinated. But the way the rules are laid out right now, businesses can ask if they want. They don't have to ask. They can. They don't have to. You've got a receipt, but it's not secure. So I'm afraid that what's going to happen here is people are going to end up in a dangerous situation because the province won't do a very simple thing. For anybody who wants one, you can have a receipt that is secure on your phone that shows you have been fully vaccinated. That's all they have to do. And you don't have to show it. You don't have to download it. You don't ever have to use it. But if you want it or if you need it, it's there as an option. Would it make sense for people to call it something else, like proof of immunization? You know what kids need when yeah. they go to school yeah. to say, yep, you've, you've had all your shots. You're, you're good to go. And if you don't yeah. have them, you know what happens? You don't go to school. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? And that's the process that I just went through because my kid's going to school in September. And I have to show proof of all of those vaccinations. You know what's going to happen eventually down the line where this might be one that will be on that list, even though not it isn't right now. So, yeah, I mean, to prove something, I'm not, I don't care. Can I just say, like, I'm fine with it. And if businesses choose to not have you enter their facility, whether it be a gym or a theater or a I don't care what it is, Without being double vaxxed, that's their choice, and they may lose business because of it. If you refuse to go there um, because you're angry about it, even though you are double vaxxed, that's your choice. Like yeah. We all have so many choices, and people yeah. seem to forget that. They all think that we should think the same way and act the same way. Just do whatever you feel like doing. Well, like, this is for all the experts on the Charter of Rights in Canada. You know where right. you see a sign on a door that says, no shoes, no shirt, no yeah. service? Like, you can't come in without those things? I don't see somebody banging on the door being like, I'm allowed to walk in barefoot. You're infringing on my rights. Who, you ever see that happen? Never you ever see once. somebody screaming, I should be allowed to walk in here without a shirt on. Like That never happens. So what, what is your problem? Yeah. What's your problem? Yeah. It's just a receipt. It just says, verified securely that you've been vaccinated. And if I want to go somewhere that requires vaccination... I should be able to trust that the people on the other side of that door, like me, are fully vaccinated and take the necessary or not take the necessary precautions. Because I know they're double vaxxed and I'm double vaxxed and I'm good. But right now we can't have that peace of mind because you can't trust that they're secure. A great example, Fillmore's, the strip club. They say they're going to require vaccination to get into their strip club. Well, 
You should probably also get a shot when you leave. Yeah. Well, like, this is a thing too. Something but else. My point here is that if I go into Fillmore's, I should be able to be assured that everyone else there is vaccinated because mm-hmm. they're checking. But if there's some asshole with a fucking laser printer in the alley selling those little white slips, I can't actually trust that. And that's going to put people in a dangerous position. It gives them a false sense of security. And that's why I don't understand why, unless the province is going to say straight up, flat out, no one is allowed to ask you for proof of vaccination. They can't refuse your service. They can't do any of that. They won't do that. Unless they're going to do that and stop businesses from asking, then they should make sure that what people are using as proof is secure. That's all I want and what most people want. Add it's this, not a passport. No. It's a, a receipt. That's all it is. Add this other little note on there, too, is that people seem to forget that these private businesses can make the rules as they choose. Mm-hmm. They're a private business. They're, you do not have an inherent right to enter any place of business. You're, you're not, it's not part of your rights to be allowed into every single place that you want to go in. That's not part of this. And it never it, has been, but you seem to think there is a reason why you should be allowed to do anything you want whenever you want and not I, have to follow any rules or, or guidance. Just a quick correction. I'm pretty sure in the charter it does say that if there's a sale at Winners, you have a constitutional right to be <laughs> oh, able to go. Crap! In I, your bare feet. Sorry, I missed that. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I mean, it, the whole thing is stupid, and and Doug just doesn't want to piss off his people, and he's probably hearing it from a lot of people who are very adamant about it. Don't you fucking dare put in these vaccine passports. So Doug doesn't want to do anything. He's kicking it up to the federal government, and right. while the federal government probably should do that. Because you're going to need to prove you're vaccinated to get in and out of the country. It's the province that controls the healthcare data. So when we inevitably do, and make no mistake, there's probably going to be some form of a secure vaccine receipt. It will be with the cooperation of Doug Ford. So don't get off on this whole, oh, Doug's protecting us. Doug's standing up for us. Doug's saying no to the vaccine passports. Healthcare is provincial. Your vaccination was provincial. You booked it through the provincial portal. If the federal government introduces a platform that says you have to use this to prove you're vaccinated, it will be with the full cooperation of the provincial government. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just don't want people to be misled and think, oh, Doug's our savior here. Doug should probably do it anyway, like they are in Quebec, like they are in Manitoba, like they are in many other places. This is the exact definition of passing the buck. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. this, is not, this is not on me. Yes, sir, it is. And, you know, yes, sir, it is. I was going to ask, you know, where where else are vaccine passports? And I know we're going to use that term. Who knows if it'll stick. But where are they happening now? Oh, they're all over the place. There's a lot of European countries that are introducing different right. forms of them. There's a Japanese company that apparently has pioneered the technology. There you go. Yeah, those- see, you can't tell me that that's not already getting started and we won't get there eventually. We've been we behind will. on a lot of things. We're just a little behind. That's all. It will happen. It's actually kind of interesting because when you have the secure version that people are using in other countries, it's on your phone and you just log in Mm -hmm. to get your vaccine receipt and it'll just flash a green or it'll flash a red, for example. That's one version of it. There's another version that's just a QR code. And if they've got a scanner, they can scan the QR code and all it's going to say is fully vaccinated. That's it. No personal information is going to get disclosed. None of your health information is going to get leaked. It just verifies through the provincial system that you're vaccinated. And it's I, also I don't understand nice what the problem is. When you scan the QR code, you also get the Kelsey's takeout menu at the same time. It's Ooh. quite nice. 
Yeah. And a coupon for A&W. Ooh. Delightful. Very nice. Uh, one last thing on this. I feel so bad for people who got pressured hard into getting a, a mixed second dose because now all over the place, people are starting to stand up and say, yeah, we don't accept that. So I'm sure you guys saw in the news yesterday, there's a Canadian couple that was supposed to go to Barbados on their honeymoon. They can't go. The Barbadian government has said, yeah, sorry, we don't accept mixed vaccines as fully vaccinated, so you you can't come. Yeah. They had to cancel their trip. Yeah. Now, this morning, Norwegian Cruise Lines has said, we are requiring people to be fully vaccinated. We do not accept mixed doses. You need two doses of the same kind of vaccine. Twice now, we've really hardcore shamed people into getting a mixed dose when it was Pfizer and then we stopped allow sorry when it was AstraZeneca and then we stopped allowing AstraZeneca to go out and told people either get Pfizer or Moderna that's a mixed dose when we were running low on Pfizer for like four days there and we got a shit ton of Moderna in and they started saying mix 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 a lot of people got shamed into doing that and told you're part of the problem if you don't take it so they took it and now they can't go places how do we fix that do yeah. we have to now get them a third shot? That was my question. Was, well, what do we? You have to go get another yeah. another one that yeah. that they say is okay. Like so, would would the like for example, me? I had mixed dose, so I had AstraZeneca and then I had the Pfizer. So if if that's the case, do they just say, well, the AstraZeneca doesn't doesn't count? It's just now you're only half vaxxed? Like, is that what they're going to suggest? Yeah, or, or are they assuming you'll need to get a booster of some kind of Pfizer? But right now, the government won't even do that. Like, if you attempted yeah. to go to the same clinic you went to for another shot of Pfizer, let's say, they would know. They'd be like, right? Uh, I you've assume. already had your two. They Fuck flag off. you, right? You've had yeah. your two. So it's not even like you have any type of option. And they don't want you to do that, too, because I'm sure that they haven't done enough testing to see what that looks like when someone has a third shot. Mm-hmm. So it kind of puts you in a shitty position. And this is this is the exact re- I was nervous about something like this and it's the exact reason I held out for the Pfizer. I was one of those people everyone and I'm okay to admit that that was my choice and my decision because I had heard that shit like this might happen. Not to say I'm going to go to Barbados next month or anything mm-hmm. like and I'm you sure could. it will I I want to now that you said it. Um but I'm sure that eventually it will it will things will sort themselves out and perhaps we will that our government will help because they're the ones that kind of put us in this predicament, aren't they? And you're right, Scott. They pushed and pushed for those who received Pfizer for their first shot because there were copious amounts at the time. Then all of a sudden, remember when we had like no Pfizer and copious amounts of Moderna and they were just like, go get it. It doesn't matter. And now this is happening. You're a fucking loser right? if you don't. So Fuck you. So we're going to beat you up in your sleep. It's not necessarily about being dangerous, but for me, it was that. I wondered, am I going to be able to get in if it says this on my because it only says what you got second, but they'll know you mixed, I guess. So what's the likely scenario here that we're going to be required to get another shot or that these places who are saying the mixed ones are not okay will change their minds? They might he, ch- change their minds. I think that's probably the most yeah. likely scenario. Like, like Bruce Springsteen, <laughs> like on Broadway. Yeah. yeah. If you had AstraZeneca, don't bother coming. And then they're like, ah, actually, no, it's okay. Yeah, exactly. They change it like three days later. I bet you, like like I said, I think th- things will sort themselves out and they'll realize, oh, they're not posing any serious danger just because they had an AstraZeneca and a Moderna or Pfizer, Moderna, whatever it yeah. is. It, right now, I think these are just places that are being very careful. 
right? They don't yeah. have the same things that we have in place in a lot of these places. And we're talking about cruise ships where you're stuck on a cruise ship. I think we all know how that goes. They don't want to take any chances. They don't want to take any risks. Same with some of these other resorts. They don't want to take any chances. There's an outbreak. That's money lost for them. So they're not taking any fucking chances. Any hint of irony that the place where you go for lots of cocktails will not allow you to have a vaccine cocktail? Ah. Mm. Ah. What about that? Yeah. It all comes down to the World Health Organization. A lot of these countries that don't have a national health advisor like Canada and the U.S. does, they don't yeah. have a Dr. Tam or a Dr. Fauci, will just defer to whatever the guidance is from the World Health Organization. And that's what the WHO is there for. So the WHO is still not considering mixed dosage fully vaccinated. It's them that needs to make a change. If they make a change, then the entire world will probably follow suit, but it needs to start at the top, and then people with mixed dosages will be able to go. But two things on that. Remember when we were talking about how easy it is to to mess or manipulate that uh, vaccine receipt that you got, the paper copy? Yeah, you could very easily change that Moderna to Pfizer or the AstraZeneca to Moderna, whatever you want. You could do that. It's fraud, but you could. The second thing is that... Uh, Uh, The government is going to have to, at some point, offer you the full proper dosage. And they very well might. They might. Once we have enough supply. We do have enough supply. Actually, the federal government said yesterday they're actually holding some shipments federally because the provinces can't take anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, we're literally out of storage in some cases. And they're begging people who are eligible for that second shot that have an appointment in, like, a month or two. Like, get it now, please. Like, we need to make sure that we use as much as we possibly can right now. Yeah. Well. I'm still on team, let's vaccinate the world. So the sooner we can get Canada done, we can start sharing those doses with other countries. And I'm still in favor of the buddy system. Let's every developed country, every wealthy country, pick a country that's not as well off and be their big brother or big sister. Go ahead, vaccinate that country the way you would vaccinate your own. Do you know how quickly the world could get done if the rich countries, which have got all the shots, started giving them to the developing world? It'd be amazing. And then I can Which go on country my would we? Be we nice. could have a draft. That just occurred to me. A draft. All the rich nations could get together and draft which country is going to be their like little country. Yeah. Oh, like a like a big. Oh, that's really sad. Like a big brother. Like a book. Remember when you had book buddies in in like elementary yeah. school? Like yeah. that kind Grade of thing. Like I'm going to help. You. I'm yeah. going to help you read, kid. <laughs> every time I had a book buddy, and, and this is off topic. Every time I had a book buddy. They were useless. They couldn't fucking read as well as I could. Yeah. I, you know, I, it's, you say that, and I, I did the same experience. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sorry, the other thing I was going to mention on the vaccine passports, and then we'll move on from that, because I want to talk about the Prime Minister of Australia. The, um, the vaccine passports, uh, mixing dosages and things like that, it's still very easy for anyone to fly to the U.S. where they don't have access to your Ontario health records, and you can walk in and get a shot of whatever you want anytime. If I want to, if you've got a, Dave, you're what, AstraZeneca and Pfizer or Moderna or whatever, yeah, yeah. you could very easily fly to the U.S. and within a few hours find a, a Rite Aid or a CVS or something like that and get a second shot of whichever one you want your full dosage to be. It's and just that's a matter another- of... If you want to do that, though, I mean, then you're putting three shots in your body and there's not a lot of data on that. So you take you go ahead and roll the dice on that. But this is what they're doing. They're forcing people to do these things. And that's exactly what the World Health Organization said not to do. Don't go vaccine shopping because people are. Yeah. And that's the scary thing for me is people not knowing what to do and then doing the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. Yes. Just because they're they're doing it for another reason. Like, here's a great example. Like, my wife's booked our honeymoon. 
for right. December of this year. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know that we're going to be okay to go. Like, who knows where yeah. we're going to be at this point, right? Yeah. So we did the whole thing where you get the cancellation and, and all that. So we're safe to, to cancel if we need to. But still, I'm, I'm not sure where we're going to be at that point. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they're going to say to us, yeah, you can't. Uh, yeah, you can't do it. We'll be in a fourth wave for sure by then, I think. <laughs> Cat says with a grin. Don't you hate that, though? Like, people are talking about it. I can't believe how many people are bringing it up like it's a fact. Like, we'll enjoy it because the fourth wave will shut everything down again. I'm like, why are we saying this? As a, Can we stop saying shit like that, even though it does scare me? Enjoy your spinach dip. Yeah, exactly. Enjoy your theaters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last thing. Uh, no, actually, you know what? Let's move on here. I... Um, I didn't even know this was a thing, but I found the whole story morbidly fascinating. There's a theory floating around that the Prime Minister of Australia once shit his pants. Okay. okay, why is this a thing? Because apparently this story has been floating around for a long time, and it wasn't even recently. But apparently Scott Morrison, the PM of Australia, went to a rugby match, and then after the rugby match, and he was probably fairly lit up, decided to go to McDonald's and he's got like a shit stain in the back of his pants. So he was doing an interview the other day and he decided, you know what? Today's the fucking day. I'm going to put those rumors to rest once and for all. Nice. I found the whole thing incredibly amusing. <laughs> and we've always joked about it uh, amongst our team here as I've driven past it on occasion. No. And I say, oh, you want to pop in for a big Mac? <laughs> it is absolute and total rubbish. He didn't shit his pants. Okay. I kind of think he did. Guys, people that <laughs> shit their pants are are less likely to say they shit their pants than the people who shit their, like, their, he, obviously he's going to say he didn't shit his pants. Who's right. going to come forward and say, you know what, mate, I shit my pants. Crikey, real, you got me. <laughs> real fucking hard. I shit me knickers. Yeah. Like, I don't <laughs> expect that to happen. So, of course, yeah, he's going to say it's yeah, yeah. bullshit. Excuse my pun. Because no one's going to, who's going to call him out and be like, nah, I smelled it. It was <laughs> shit. I smelled it. Nobody. I don't know, Mr. Prime Minister. It looked like shit. <laughs> Smelt like shit. Had one too many shrimp on the barbie. Shit my pants. <laughs> um, there is, uh, I, I, I think, this, guys, is the most Florida, Florida story we've ever had i love florida stories i eat i eat this shit for breakfast nom 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 mm-hmm. let's go here we are picture yourselves maybe you can even picture yourself watching this go down live daytona beach congo river area there is a mini golf course that you can go and play and all the tourists do that has an area where there's alligators that you can feed you just throw some feed in it's like a petting zoo for things that'll kill you Just after 3 a.m., police were called about reports of a man whose name is Bubba fighting an alligator in the streets. Oh, wow. You you have hit the Florida bingo line. Every single stereotype. You just full carded the bingo on that. Wow. (laughs) That's incredible. That's a Florida full house right there. Oh, (laughs) shit. Florida Full House. So Bubba went to this mini golf course where they have the gators, and I guess he didn't like the way one of them was looking at him or something like that. So he jumped into the enclosure and wrestled an alligator. He then took the alligator 
and got out onto the streets and decided, we're going to settle this like men. We're going to fight. So he was literally fighting an alligator in the streets when police arrived. So they, of course, took Bubba into custody. He is charged with a whole bunch of different things, including burglary, theft, criminal mischief, and animal cruelty. Bubba is now in custody. The gator is safe and back in its enclosure where it's probably wondering, what the fuck was that? The gator is also in custody because it was drunk. (laughs) That would have been Florida. (laughs) I love how he's charged with animal cruelty, which he should be, but some of those places should be also charged with animal cruelty. Like, I don't know if you guys have just been in random places. I once just drove a car through Florida, so I went to a bunch of different spots, and there's a ton of these alligator pits randomly. They're everywhere. And I look at the alligators, and they look really sad, okay? Like, that's it's not okay. Can you tell the difference between a sad and a happy alligator? I I was wondering the same thing. I certainly can, and I'm telling you, it just feels sad. It was blinking sad. They're just all sitting there in, like, a little bit of water, just, like, looking up at you like, oh, they do that and, when they're about to attack. Along comes this asshole of a drunk. <laughs> along comes this asshole of a drunk person. Like, hey, you give me the fucking stink eye alligator. Let's fucking go. Like, this alligator's like, fuck my life. Like, I already hate it. Like, are you serious with this drunk ass piece of shit? I think Bubba's playing the mini golf, and and uh, he had a ball that he hit a ball off the wall or something like that. It popped in there, and he was like, oh, that's playable. <laughs> he climbed and he was like, I'm not taking a penalty stroke on that. No, thank fuck. you. <laughs> Those are my famous last words. I'm not taking a drop. Fuck yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I've seen I've seen Scott go knee deep into water to try to hit a ball. I'm not taking a drop. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I can 100% see that. When I'm this close to breaking par, I'm not doing it. Yeah. Fuck it. Oh, but that is. I mean, everything about that is. I picture Bubba looking like like Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah. Yes. Know? Yep. Like. Going in, Bubba's he's got Larry. a he's got a plaid shirt on with no sleeves. Yeah, uh, jeans, shorts, jorts, if you will, uh, maybe cargos, cargo jean Car- shorts, cargos. The oh, more like yeah. tons of just like extra pockets. Oh like, yeah, extra he's pockets. got po- things in every pocket yeah. that he didn't yeah, even yeah. know he had in there. Yeah, yeah, and he gets in there and and just starts wrestling the alligator. He's not even wrestling and not even fighting it. He's wrestling and he <laughs> he's trying to do gator rolls and he's like, "Am looks so tough." And he gets right in the face of the alligator, who cats right is probably miserable and just looking at him, going, "We're gonna do this, right?" Really? Oh. Okay, <laughs> give me a sec. Let's go. Yeah, and what did he? Like he, dra- he dragged it out of the water onto the street, or yeah, like, he tried to take it away, and then I think the gator bit him. So he's like, "Fuck you! We're gonna throw throw hands here." Can you imagine being mad at an alligator for biting you? Like, and you're the one that tried to drag it out of its shitty home well, to begin with. He sounds like the kind of asshole who would go down there and and try to reason with the alligator. Ah, hey, no, I'm your buddy. I'm your buddy. Yeah, come you know, on. Uh, well, watch this, kids. I'm gonna pat him on the head, and the alligator's like, "You know, I'm an alligator, right? Like, you shouldn't do this." <laughs> and then when he, when he does it, and then the alligator bites him, he's like, "You son of a bitch, making me look bad in front of my my wife." Slash sister and these kids slash niece and nephew. What's are that, Arthur? So What's that, Arthur? Fight the alligator. Well, Arthur told me to fight the alligator. Let's go. Arthur was our fourth on the mini. <laughs> and he told me to fight the goddamn gator. Yeah, Arthur and Bubba are distant relatives. There's Probably. definitely a connection there. Yeah. Uh, you guys are familiar with McCormick, the spice company? I think so. The name's you probably see it at grocery stores. It's not as popular as some of the other ones, like your clubhouse seasonings, mm-hmm. but McCormick is one of them. And they're hiring now. They're looking for a director of taco relations. Mm. 
they'd like to make a bigger uh, splash into the taco pool. And they've put out this ad. They say no prior experience is necessary. I love these Well, ads. good, because I don't think there was any opportunity to gain experience as a director of taco relations. This may be a brand new position. Well, I was a taco relations expert with Taco Bell for several years, so I think I qualified for this position. I think this is the best for heterosexual uh, single men to be able to add that to their resume. Your director of taco relations? Yeah. That's going on the Tinder profile, that's 100%. right? That's 100%. Like, that's exactly what... Well, you know, I know my way around the taco. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What girl sees that and goes... I got to swipe on this. Dude. Yeah, like, <laughs> I think that's it. You know, yeah, I'm in. Let's so can, do this. can you can we clarify this now uh, for the gentlemen who still think that that is useful? Uh, it doesn't work, right? Gross. Yeah, no. no. What girl looks calling at that and it goes, a taco? Mm. No, calling. Thank you, Scott. Calling it a taco. That's where it should. It shouldn't even be a reference. What if it taco. gets even worse? Like when they they think it's funny to call it like a fur burger. Oh, or, stop. <laughs> like the fur taco, oh, like God. things like that. Like, women love when you say that stuff, right? Oh, yeah. When you compare their vagina to various food products, fast food products that are greasy, by the way. Yeah, they love that. Excuse me, ma'am. Can I see the bearded clam? Like, like all of that stuff's wrong, right? Oh, it's so gross. You're giving me the heavy fucking jeebies over here. No. You know, if you put your legs together and lay on your side, it looks like a hamburger from the back. Yeah, you know, like shit like that. Women want to turn women on. Women want to hear that stuff, right? Yeah, like that's 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 what gets you going. That's when yeah. you're when you're scrolling through Tinder and you're just like, there's nobody here to yeah. to, to swipe right on. Yeah. It's swipe right, right? <laughs> I want to make sure I get that <laughs> I right. Think I think so. Even know. <laughs> yeah. But if you're on there and you're you're swiping through and and you see that pop up and you right away you're like, ah, he said fur burger. All right, mm. I'm in. Call it yeah. a beaver one more time. <laughs> There yeah. are people out there who do that in their profiles, I hope. I, I, I know how to tame a wild beaver. Like, oh, I'm a beaver hunter. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. So bad. All right, asshole. Uh, they say to be the director of taco relations, you must have a deep love of tacos. You will only need to put in 20 hours per week from September through December. This is a short gig, only a, a one quarter. You will be remote most of the time, but there may be some travel involved to the company's headquarters in Maryland and other taco locations in America. The job involves keeping tabs on taco trends. What's trending in tacos these days? Is anybody familiar with with what's going on there? I think I'm out with the current trends, but I remember that it being trendy, like fish tacos was it, right? Then shrimp tacos. Oh, next level. Cauliflower tacos. Cauliflower tacos. Of course. Like sausage tacos. (laughs) Tacos filled with sausage. Here we go. You're adding more fuel to the Tinder shit. That's right. That's it. I like sausages and tacos. I like to fill a taco (laughs) with a sausage. Ladies. I know you like it. Hit me up. P.S. I have a Costco card. (laughs) P.S. I have a Costco card. They say you will develop content for their social media, taste and consult on taco recipes, chat with taco chefs, and provide other, and I quote, taco-related services. (laughs) What What taco-related services? Ladies, I perform taco-related services. Call me. It's under the other category. Like, what are those things? What are those taco-related services? A little lime wedge, a little lime wedge squeeze. Yeah, you're cutting the limes. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, uh, shaving lettuce? I mean, I really don't know what a taco-related service is, but it's in the job description. Uh, the good news is it pays exceptionally well. It's $100,000. Holy crap. Okay. To work from September to months? December. Oh, maybe not well, such a bad see, now job. all of us like this. Yeah. Like, I want to be a fucking taco expert. Yeah. This is a wonderful idea. I can do that. I want to work in taco relations. Cat, <laughs> you already are a taco expert. That's true. That's true. Look at me. That's not fair I when you get to take your more. homework home with you. I already know more than both of you combined. Yeah, that's not fair. Yes. I- I'm more of an enthusiast, if, <laughs> if you will. Yeah. Not an expert by any means. <laughs> Uh, before we wrap things up, we have so many listeners on After 9 that live and work in Barrie, Ontario, and holy shit, was that crazy yesterday. It was insane. Um, I personally have family there, so I sent my cousin who lives there a message as soon as I saw it. It's one of those things, I, I saw it trending, like Barry. Why is Barry trending? And I, I did see that there, an alert popped up that there was severe weather there, so I clicked on it, and that's when it started, right? And anyone who's seen the videos, you've probably all seen the same ones, right? Of the roofs off of houses, uh, just really scary stuff. So I text my cousin who lives there, and I was like, are you guys okay? What's going on? He said, it's incredible because, yes, they lived in that area. They live in that area. They weren't home at the time. But their recycling bin was out. They were, their house was not touched. It managed to completely bypass them to the point where their recycling bin stayed on the ground, exact same spot, but two streets over got mangled. Just A mangled. tractor trailer got turned over. Uh, it's it's unbelievable, right? So I uh, I can't. I'm just trying to put myself in that position too. So I'm watching some, one of these videos of the woman who was in her basement at the time, and she comes running up the stairs and tells her family, "Stay in the basement, which is where you're supposed to be." And everyone was doing the right things. So she comes upstairs, and the roof is gone. Like she comes upstairs and looks up, and there's the sky. And I'm trying to put myself in that position. I can't even imagine what that must feel like. Well, if I can throw two things in on that. One, it's good to know that Kat's the one who will reach out to you by text if there's a natural disaster. Well, I knew he wasn't I knew he wasn't home, so I knew there was no imminent danger. Hey, but, but Kat, <laughs> just wondering if everyone's good. Let me know. And he has a Samsung, so it's not even like I can check if you read it. Uh, yeah, Isn't right. Isn't that the worst? <laughs> hey, I'm sure it's better than a lot of people that... Probably didn't hear anything from anyone. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and also, the video you're talking about, it's my friend. Get out of town. Yeah, so yeah. Her, her house was uh, came upstairs and looked Holy up, shit, and yeah. it's just gone. Where yeah. your ceiling normally is, now there's the sky. Like, what a feeling that must be to come upstairs mm-hmm. and be like, well, my house is demolished. So um, what I had heard about it was, obviously, you're downstairs in the basement. It's happening so fast as this... They think it's a tornado coming through and you just hear noise and smashing and banging and you just, it's so loud. Your your roof came off of your house. That's not quiet. You know, that's not, that's not a quiet thing that happens. So all this chaos is going on around you. And then when it quiets down, you walk upstairs and go, well, that's not where I left the couch. You know, like her Jeep in the driveway was now on the road. Mm -hmm. Like, wow. And again, like I said, it happens so fast. That you 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 don't know what's going on and what's moving around when it's happening. You go outside and look around and go, well, that's not where I left those things. And all of a sudden, the, like I said, the roof is gone. Like walking up your stairs to your upper level of your house and looking up and it's the sky. There is no roof there anymore. Mm-hmm. Bananas. Like, mm-hmm. I, and I, I don't know where you even start. 
it must have been hard to process. Like, you know when you see something, but you don't really understand what you're looking at? Yeah. It's like I, I picture most politicians when they look at the Constitution. They're seeing it, but they don't really get it. That's exactly what would have what happened yesterday. When you come up the stairs and where the roof normally is, is gone. Where there was a wall before, it's now your neighbor's house. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you even process that? All your shit is ruined. Like, yeah. you literally have been stripped of everything. Yeah. Yeah, like, where, like, and that's what I mean. Like, where do you start? Like, what's the first thing you... You try to collect some items yeah, in your house. Like, you do your best to collect what you need. And, and then where do you stay, right? There's all these people that were just completely misplaced. Some people were lucky enough to be able to stay in their homes, and they kind of patched a couple things up, I noticed last night, as I'm looking at some of the images from this morning. But some weren't so lucky. Like, their houses yeah. legit collapsed. Yeah, it's, it's gone. insane. I'm looking at the uh, list here from the fire chief, Corey Mainprize. 20 homes are uninhabitable. Two or three completely destroyed. Eight people in hospital with serious injuries. That's insane. But the warning system that we put in place, the exact same system that pisses people off when it's an Amber Alert, worked in this case. That worked because it gave people enough notice that they could get down to their basement or to a secure spot and ride out the storm. It's amazing nobody was killed, but it is a testament to this new alert system that we have. So you saw the video of the guy in the like walking down the stairs and turns the corner and right in his face there's a tornado. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you like his reaction is what my reaction would have been. It would have been like, holy shit. Like Okay, well uh, then. <laughs> hmm, that's a thing that I now have to figure out how to deal with. That I, was not prepared for that. It looks like they were doing like a condo development or something there. Is yeah. that what he was working on? Yeah, so it looks like that was right around the Southbury Go Station, and there's lots of um, uh, condo and, and uh, apartment building development around that area um, as it's becoming a commuter hub for the GTA. So the, it, it, they're building up pretty fast there, but it looked like it was all these construction areas that were just flattened. So, you know, like some some of the tractors were flipped over, some of the – you know, the, the, the equipment was, was all mangled up and trees falling on it and, and wood everywhere. Like, it just, it looked, it was a disaster scene, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that area is about a kilometer and a half from where I used to live in Barrie. Wow. Yeah. Like, it, so it's shocking because I was doing the same thing that, that Kat was doing yesterday, but I was calling people. Um, and I, I call, yeah. and I just said. Good for you. You give a shit about people. Yeah, blah, right? blah, yeah. blah. <laughs> calling people going, hey, is everything good? And um, one of my friends in Barrie said, slept through it, didn't even know what happened. Right. Wow. And lives really close to it. Yeah. But it was just like Scott said, it was so centralized. It's that, t- right? That exact path that it took. Yeah. That's where it impacted. Didn't even, didn't even know what happened. Woke up and was like, whoa, what's going on? And looked at their phone and went, oh, whoa. And then started tracking where it actually hit. And they were like, yeah. oh my God. Like if I was awake and looked at my window, I would have seen it go by. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, man, it is. Uh, it's a natural disaster, and I, it, you know, how many people are prepared to deal with a natural yeah, disaster? Yeah, I did think about those construction workers, especially the guy in that video, because he came down the stairs and he's like, "Whoa, look at this, boys! It's raining pretty hard outside." Look to the right, just rain. Look to the left, holy shit! It's a tornado! Yeah, wow, <laughs> man! If you were response. doing construction, if you're on a new construction site and a fucking tornado goes through, that's the equivalent of doing. Uh, I don't know, Jenga and getting it all the way up to the top. And then some asshole just walks by and knocks it all over. Boop. Like, fuck, <laughs> I just built that. God damn it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, uh, the great news is that there was, as of this point, there are no fatalities. And like you said, that it's 
kind of miraculous that it is. something like that went through there and there were no lives lost, which is tremendous. And uh, I know the mayor, uh, Jeff Lehman, is, is given updates all the time from the area. Um, people have come out in droves to help each other in the community. That's the one thing. Barry's That's a very, yeah, Barry's a very tight knit community too. I mean, you could live in the North end or the South end and people are still running to help and Hey, what can we do? Can we bring water? What, like, what, what can we do to help? Right. So there was that real sense of community that came out very, very fast, which was, yeah. uh, which was nice to see as big as Barry is becoming. It, it's still a, it's still a tight knit area. So, I mean, I was proud to see that that was, that was how people were reacting. Mm-hmm. Good, good, good. I like that too. And if you're one of our friends or listeners in Barry, we are thinking about you, and here's hoping that you can rebuild quickly and that everything goes smoothly in the meantime. And, and my guess be- is that you haven't downloaded the podcast yet if you're trying to find your roof. You've got other shit to do. Yeah, if you're listening to this yeah. a few weeks down the line, and be like, hey, uh, I hope things worked out with your house. Just know we text you, okay? We text you and checked in on you. Check okay? your messages. <laughs> <laughs> and on that, we will say... Enjoy step three, everybody. Welcome to it. Indoor dining is back. Gyms are back. Capacity limits have increased. It's a lot closer to freedom than we were yesterday. So have yourselves an exceptional weekend. Thank you for listening to After 9. Thank you, Dave, for joining us. Indeed. On your vacation, by the way. I know. Right? Thank you for coming in. I wasn't going to bug you to come in, but we're happy to have you. Well, I'm just excited to go to a restaurant and eat some gum from the bottom of the chair. Mm, nom, nom, nom. Double vax, baby. Double vax, you can do that. Woo! Yours doesn't count. You're mixed. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Sorry, sucker. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal. Broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy. Jeff Bezos is going to space. It was announced that one of his fellow passengers is an 18-year-old. Oh. And he will be the youngest person ever to go, yeah. What an experience for an 18-year-old. He'll be the only passenger who sums up the trip by saying, the Wi-Fi sucked. I heard about a housekeeper in New Jersey who accidentally went to the wrong home and fully cleaned it. Of course, the homeowner waited until he was done cleaning to say, hey, I think you have the wrong house. Microsoft said that it may be bringing back its virtual assistant, Clippy, the paperclip as an emoji. It won't have any of the functions of the original Clippy, so it will be about as helpful. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.